Uh, God, we, we ask for your presence to be with us today as we open your word. Uh, Lord, speak to our hearts. Uh, let us uh, understand that the condition matters and that, uh, Lord, you, you are one to, to bear much fruit. Uh, we praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. All right, have a seat, please. <clears throat> How are we doing? All right. I like it. Bobby didn't take a shower this morning, so I had to give my, put my distance between us. Actually, um, it's, uh, I wanted to be on a high place, so if I do want to take my own life, I can just do it. Um, because some of you giggle, you, you know. Uh, yes, Clemson lost last night. Um, so did Michigan. So, so did Washington. So two, three, and four, yeah, I know that it, it kind of stinks. If some of you are like, I don't really care about football. I, I understand that. We're praying for you. But um, <laughs> college football. Uh, but um, no, it, it was, it was kind of comical. My phone was blowing up last night. Everybody um, was on suicide watch or something for me because, hey, how are you doing? Uh, you know, Clemson got ripped off. I know that. We, we know what happened, but there's no bitterness in my heart. Um, but uh, it, it, it is what it is that happens. I, I like the, the fact that we can uh, uh, be able to, you know, pick at each other and, and know what it is that each other enjoys. Um, uh, for those you who don't know, uh, Bobby is a West Virginia fan. We've been praying hard for him. Um, <laughs> but uh, some people are just, you know, beyond help. And I'm just playing, just playing. Um, so, but what I want to do... No, I, I, uh, I just want to talk today. Can I do that? Just talk? Who's going to say no? No, you can't talk today. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's just let God talk. Um, open your Bibles to Luke chapter 8. As you're opening your, your, your Bibles to, to, to Luke 8, um, have you ever... Uh, I was thinking about this. Have, have you ever heard like a, a great, you know, a, a great quote um, of Scripture um, by like, a, you know, a, a preacher or a, or a theologian, you know, maybe the one that has um, uh, passed on to, to be with our Lord and Savior, but just heard um, just some insight um, into Scripture or about Scripture, about a passage, um, maybe it's your favorite verse, whatever it may be, and, and you just sit there and you think like, wow, where did that guy or where, where did that gal, where, where did that come from? You know, I, I wish that I could just look at Scripture and I, I, could, I could get out of it what, what it is that they're getting out of it. Maybe some of you have, maybe some of you haven't. But what about the opposite end of the spectrum? Like somebody comes up to you and says um, something like totally off the wall about the Bible, and you're thinking to yourself, what? Where, where, where did you get that? And, and no, I'm not, it's not an interpretation issue, uh, because that's what, what people say. Well, you interpret it your way, and I'll interpret it my way, and you can, we can both live in you know, uh, holy matrimony, kumbaya-ness, or whatever it is. Um, but no, it's like, are you even reading the same Bible in which I'm reading? No one in here has probably encountered that, right? No one in here has done that, right? Um, 
But here's the deal. It happens. It, it happens a lot. And, and I think that um, understanding that, that, that there is um, a, a principal matter at stake here um, is, is paramount. That the principal matter at stake is that it's not the Bible it changes. All right? It's not, well, it's open to interpretation. No, the Bible does not leave room for that. It, it, a, 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 a Bible passage cannot mean um, A and B uh, that contradict each, each other at the same time. So what we have to understand is there is a variable that, that is um, at play when people come up with different understandings of Scripture. And, and the variable at play, understanding it's not the Bible that is changing, the variable um, is the variable of the soul of the individual. Right, the soul of the individual, and that's the part of the, the, the variable in the equation um, that, that we should be questioning or we should be looking at. And I think that, that what we have today in this, the text in which we're going to look at today um, gives us a, a clarity in the importance of um, the, 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 uh, the condition of the, of the soul. Um, understanding how it is that, that God works through his word, what we are to do um, as uh, his followers to bear fruit, what, what that all looks like. So what I want to do today is I, I, I really want to, um, I just want to lay it out. I want to lay it all out there and um, we'll pick up the pieces and you can send me uh, hate mail later, whatever. But understand that, that, that um, we've got a huge task ahead of us, but we're not alone in doing it. You know, God has, has got a plan for every single one of you. If, if you would look around the room, every single one of you, God has a plan and a purpose for. Sometimes it's the, the devil that lies to us that, that makes us uh, uh, not think that God really cares, but he does. So with all of that, let's jump into um, Luke chapter 8, verse 4. We're going to go 4 through... Um, 8, 4 through 15. And when a great crowd was gathering and people from town after town came to him, him being Jesus, he said in a parable, a sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. As he said these things, he called out, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. All right, so real quick, understanding that um, uh, what's going on here, what's taking place is Jesus is speaking in, in um, a, a, a form um, uh, of delivery, a delivery method, which was very uh, common for Jesus to, to speak, and he was speaking in a parable. Understand that a parable is a, uh, it's a heavenly meth- message using like earthly terms. Um, it, it's understanding that uh, what it is that, that, that is being communicated, the truth is that's being communicated um, is intended not to be seen by all. And, and that's what, what some people will, will kind of get their, their uh, that will get, in, you know, get all kind of uh, twisted a little bit and say, well, yeah, but Jesus loves everybody and he wants everybody to know. Y- y- yes, in essence, the, the, uh, the Bible tells us that God desires that all be saved and come to the knowledge of him. But there was a reason that Jesus spoke in parables because there were those who would claim that they were religious and they were very religious, but they could not and did not hear the truth of God. 
So when Jesus is speaking in parables here, this is understanding he is communicating a truth. And that's what we're going to look at today. We are going to hear the truth in which Jesus is communicating here. So uh, right out of the bat, I mean, this is a uh, um, weekend being in Atwater. We can kind of relate to the, the understanding of, of sowing seeds and harvesting seeds and everything, the, the planting of seeds. Um, this time of year, you, you drive down the, the, the road, and inevitably, there are piles of corn all over the place, right? If not, pay attention to, like, um, anytime there's a, a, a turn on from one road onto the next road, there's usually some corn laying around. Because what happens is the, our, the farmers, um, uh, they, you know, they're taking their corn to, uh, what, where do they take it? Deerfield Farms, Right. Most of them, they take it up there to get rid of it. But on the way, some of that corn just kind of falls off onto the road, falls off onto the hard path. And, and I, I, I see that, and I'm like, okay, and we, we can all kind of relate to that. When that corn falls off onto that hard path, it's not going to penetrate into um, the, the, the ground. Well, at least not most roads, right? Some roads in Portage County, it may. But it shouldn't, like, penetrate into there and start, start growing. It's usually the birds that come in and pull it and, and eat it and take it, uh, take it away. But then, I mean, there are, are um, also, I was over at Bobby's house yesterday, and we were standing there, and there was a bunch of corn all through his driveway. Um, he takes, you know, baiting deer coming, I mean, that's kind of much. You're baiting them up to your house. He's like trying to sit on like the kitchen table to shoot them. Hey, whatever works. Yeah, that's right. You don't have to go far. Um, but it, it, a bunch of rocks, a bunch of, of rocky ground and corn there. And I'm thinking, okay. And I actually said something to, to the guys. I'm like, this is awesome because this is what we're, well, I'm teaching about tomorrow. And then there's another part. It says here that there, the, the seed that, that fell um, into the, the thorns, um, the, the, the thorny ground of the brush and everything. Well, there's three bad things here. There's three, um, I wouldn't say bad, I guess non-productive soils here. But there's one good soil here. Let's look at what Jesus, how he explains all this. And when his disciples asked him what this parable meant, he said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of God, but for others they are in parables, so that seeing they may not see, and hearing that they may not understand. So understand again what, what, what Jesus is saying. There's a lot of religious people that would, would if they were to, to understand the truth, they would take their own piety and say, Hey, look at me and look what I've done to. Um, I have put X, Y, and Z into this, so this is why I understand. So don't think that, that Jesus is trying to um, uh, play the, the bait and switch or trying to exclude people. It, there's a, a greater plan that is happening here because what we have to understand is that when God reveals, it is God that reveals the truth. It's not, uh, it's not up to us to figure things out. It, it, and you'll, you'll understand, uh, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll dig into that a little bit deeper here in a second. But understand that there are those that are going to um, hear that are, are they're, just, they're just not going to understand. Now, the parable is this. So Jesus is making clear the parable. The seed is the word of God. Uh, so look at what we're, we're talking about here. It's, this is just not uh, Jesus saying good things or whatever. He's, he's saying that the, the, the seed is the word of God. Logos theos, word of God. The, the message, the actual breath that comes out from God, that is what the seed is here. The ones along the path are those who have heard, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. 
So that on the path, the, the, the seed that has been, that's been sowed, it, it can't penetrate into the, the hard ground. The birds come and, and take it away. He's t- here, Jesus is saying that well, this is a devil that when, um, <clears throat> when, when the word of God is, is, is sown, when, when the word of God is, is taught, is, is preached, is given, uh, the, the path is where uh, those who the, the, the are, are just immediately attacked by the devil. Like the, the devil swoops in and takes the word out, so they have no chance, or they, they, they do not believe because the word has been taken away from them. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but these have no root. They believe for a while, and in time of testing, fall away. So thinking about, you know, um, Bobby's... Uh, uh, driveway. If one of those corn kernels were, were to go in and sprout um, in the middle of his driveway, it, it wouldn't last long. It, it doesn't have it doesn't have a good root system to get down in and, and to, uh, to 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 set up. What would you what, what do you call that? Set up a good foundation. Fourteen. It says, and for those who fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and the riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. So the next, the next type of, of, of ground here is the ones around the, the thorns and the thistles. And, and Jesus says this is around the, the, the cares and the troubles and everything of our life that kind of chokes out the growth. It chokes out the, the, the producing of fruit. Bless you. As for that in good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. So the, the, the last is, is, is a good soil when the seed is planted that is held fast. So it's held when it's held fast, but it says that there's, a, there's um, uh, some identifying characteristics here. It's held fast with an honest and a good heart, and it bears fruit with patience. All right, so what is Jesus saying here? Well, obviously he's saying that when the Word of God is sown, that when it's sown in these three types of soil, the outcome is not as good as when it's sown in this type of soil. So we have non-productive soil and productive soil, right? We all, we all can see that right, right off the, the bat here. But what we have to understand and what we need to kind of really focus in on here is what Jesus is really communicating to um, his disciples. He comes down and it, what this all boils down to is Jesus is communicating the condition of the soil matters. The condition of the soil matters. Just like when I, when I say the condition of the, the soil matters, what we need to understand is that that uh, relates to the condition of our hearts. How about this? Take soil, take the I out of it, and put a U in, in it. What we get? Soul. soul. Okay, there we go. So the condition of the soul matters. And that's what Jesus is communicating here. He's saying, depending upon how the condition of the soul is, is going to be dependent upon how the word is received, and then how the word is received uh, in, in this soil, this soul, it's going to be, it's going to be dependent upon the, the fruit that it produces. Um, the the uh, other gospels um, in Matthew, it talks about the same uh, encounter, and it talks when it, when it says that the, 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 the uh, fruit comes to maturity, it yields 30 and 60 and 100 fold. 
So depending upon um, the, 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 what would it be, the, the fertility of the ground, the, the, the condition of this soil, depends upon how much fruit is being yielded here. Why, why, why is it that I, that I stress on this? Well, I, I think, and I'm pretty, pretty convinced about this, that we are so unaware of the condition of our soil that we're trying to sow seeds into ground that just, it's, it's not made, it's not proper for the seeds to be, to be sown into. What do I mean? Well, again, the condition of the soul, the condition of the soil, the condition of the soul yields different fruit here. What is it that does not change? The seed, absolutely. The seed does not change. The seed is the word of God. The soil changes. Now, what I want us to identify is where our soil is. And I can't tell you this. You can tell you this. Just think, just think about this and don't be elbowing your husband or your wife or trying to figure out, okay, where their soil is. Think about your soil for a second. Is your soil the, the, the path? That when the, the, the word of God is given, that when the word of God is sown, that as soon as it's sown, that the, the birds come in and take up the, uh, take the seed. The devil swoops in and takes it away, and it prevents you to, from believing. Or is it in the rocky path where, okay, you hear it, and you're like, yes. But as soon as life happens, you're like, deuces, I'm out. Peace out. That was cool for a minute. But I've got to go do this because it's just, that's just too much. Or, or, and I'm getting, because I think that this is where most of us are, do we end up with the thorns? Where the seed is, is planted and a plant is growing, but everything is choking it. We are so, and, and I know that no one in here is, because we don't fall for that, the people on the outside are so busy, right, with life, busyness, that we can't, that busyness, what it does is it, it chokes the, the, the life right out of the plant. So like Jesus is saying, you have those that are, are going to, the, the seed is planted and then as it's growing, it's not, it, it's not reaching its full potential because it's got so much stuff going on. Now, don't hear me say, like, stuff, doing stuff is bad. No, it's, it's, it's not. But when doing things are choking out the maturity that comes through the Word of God, that is. So I, I don't know where everybody's at. I, I, I know that um, myself, I, I, I can bounce around in some of those. And I think that if we're all honest, we can bounce around in some of these um, different soil conditions. So um, I, I'm no farmer. And I'm no, what's the dirt people called? Horticulturist? What? Agronomist. Agronomist, there you go. I'm none of that. But what I, <laughs> what, I, what I can understand is that sometimes soil needs to be conditioned, right? Things need to be added to, things need to be done to make the soil better. Go, take, I mean, if, like we talked about the, the path, the road out there, you can tear the road up and, and, and Marty can get his big equipment out there and make it a field. 
through conditioning and conditioning and conditioning. But what does that look like? I mean, how does that look on, on the spiritual level? First, it starts with honesty. But then I think that there are things called spiritual disciplines that come into play. Now, I've got a list of 12 spiritual disciplines. They're broken up into three groups, and we're not going to go um, in depth on any of them. But what I, I want us to understand is that these spiritual disciplines help condition our soul. And in conditioning our soul, it provides the, the, the fertile grounds from which we can go from being, maybe it's the rocky soil, and we go into the, the thorny soil, but then we can get to the good soil. Spiritual disciplines. I, I, here, it's up on the, 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 the uh, screen here. Exercises carried out on a regular basis by individuals or groups in order to make habitual certain actions. So making things a constant. So making habitual certain actions and attitudes that open one up to God or express a way of life given over to God. So a spiritual discipline, and I'm going to say this probably 14 times today, a spiritual discipline in and of itself is not spiritual growth. Spiritual disciplines, let's think of it as conditioning the soil. Let's think of it as fertilizers or equipment breaking up the ground or, 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 or whatever that, that agronomists do to make the soil better. This is what spiritual disciplines are. Because what, what's, if we look at spiritual disciplines, these exercises, they're carried out on a regular basis. What we need to do is there's a reason why we're, why we're doing these. But what it is that we're doing, this is not the reason why we are to do things. These are not a, an ends. These are a means to an end. We all tracking? I, I, you guys are smart. You get, I'm sure you are. So these spiritual disciplines, think of these as, as, as spiritual earth movers or spiritual um, fertilizer or whatever. They're conditioning the soil. They're conditioning the soul. Three categories. First category, inward disciplines. Inward disciplines. Meditation, prayer, fasting, and study. These are things that, that, that affect on the inside that you can, you, know, you can really do on your own. Right? It doesn't involve anybody else. You can do and you can work on these things on your own. Now, meditation. Um, meditation is not just sitting in, a, in an uncomfortable pose, humming to yourself and just clearing your mind. No, meditation is taking the truths of God and thinking about them over and over and over and over again. Prayer. Everybody knows what prayer is, right? I think prayer is one of the, probably one of the number one or two. Uh, things that, that um, as believers we uh, really stink at for the most part. We say, yeah, I really want to pray and I really know I need to pray, but I'm just not really good at it, so I don't do it. Well, what we do is when we don't do that, what we're do not doing is we're not um, conditioning our soil. We're not conditioning our soul. Prayer is not for God. Don't, don't, don't think that like God is, is sitting up in heaven just waiting Oh, come on, Bobby. Come on, Bobby, you got to pray. Oh, you got food there. Are you going to pray? Or, oh, you got this situation. Oh, you're going to pray? No. Prayer conditions us. God already knows. 
God knows what's going on. We're not going to catch him off guard. Prayer conditions our soul, just like fasting. A few months ago, we talked about fasting. We fast from things, yes, but we fast for something. And what it is we're fasting for is is, um, a, a state in which we are closer to receive the word. We're conditioning our soul. And then my favorite is study. Now, study is where you're taking the truths of God and you're seeing how they apply and how you can implement them and how they work in your life. These are all things, these inward disciplines, these are all things you can do on your own, right? The next group, outward disciplines. So we got inward, inward disciplines, now we're going to look at outward disciplines. Simplicity. Uh, this is a, a foreign term for most of us, right? We are very complex in everything. Simplicity, solitude. Now this is getting into my own, I like my own group of three spiritual disciplines. I've shared this with you, some, maybe in here, I don't know. But my spiritual disciplines that I practice is silence, solitude, and submission. Um, you may have seen like little, you know, those foamy earplugs that you put in when the band gets too loud or something. <laughs> but they never get too loud, right? Um, but or you're on a work job, you know. I, I have they're like scattered throughout all the church, throughout throughout the church because that, that's how I. That's part of my spiritual discipline. I put these foamies in. I need so- silence. I got to I got to block out everything that's that's going on on the outside. I got enough going on on the inside that I got to worry about, right? So I got to block this out, silence, and I got to get solitude. I got to get by myself, and I got to submit. Here are these two, these outwards. So these are actions are going. It's a simplicity, solitude, submission. Here's a big one: service, serving, going to. Um, uh, volunteer at, at, at the food bank, or volunteer with the kids' ministry, or volunteer at the school, wh- wh- whatever, whatever God lays on your heart. There, there's a, a, an element that, okay, part of this outward discipline is serving. And what does that serving do? It helps condition your soul. It conditions your soul. The, the next one, corporate disciplines. So we have inward, we have outward, now we have corporate disciplines. Confession, no one likes that one, right? But that's something that we need to do. We need to confess our sins to one another. It's not like, oops, I messed up again. No, it's, man, I, this, I've, I'm repenting of this. I need help. I need help accountable for this. Confession, worship, everybody loves worship, especially when we got a killer band that come up, comes up here and they lead us out in, in, in song and singing. We can dig this, this part of spiritual discipline. But there are some who just kind of stand there like this. I'm not going to point my dad out. but <laughs> No, but that's part of, of that spiritual discipline, that corporate discipline. When we sing, we're conditioning our hearts. God's working at that time. Guidance. This is another one that people think that, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all on my own. I can do this the way in which I want to do it. And, um, you know, it's just going to be my way or the highway. Well, what happens with that is when, somebody, when opposition hits and it doesn't go your way, you get kind of flustered and your, your soul starts to be bitter. 
Perfect example. So it was Haley's birthday yesterday. Um, she's 15. I'm sorry, babe, you're getting old. Um, no. She's, uh, so we're, we took, uh, tradition is in our house, you know, you get to pick what we're doing. It's your day, what is the family doing? So we went to Red Robin. Sitting at Red Robin, you know, there's screens on all over the place or whatever, football games are on. And I, I asked the, the waiter, I said, hey, uh, there's no one sitting around here. Um, can you turn on the Clemson game? He's like, yeah, I'll be right back. Okay, so it's time passed or whatever. Well, then the manager came out and he said, well, sir, I'm sorry. We're only uh, allowed to, to play the, the uh, Ohio State Buckeyes game uh, here. Or the Browns game. Or the Cleveland, right. Yeah. So, hey, can I, can I, it's, this is my story. <laughs> she hijacks all my stories. Yeah. So, anywho, I'm sitting there in my bitterness because he just told me no. But wait a second. This is America, right? America. No, nah, but, I, but I didn't get my way, so I, it, it immediately, I, I don't know if you saw it on my face, I was like, I was about ready to, kids, let's go, we're, we're done. <laughs> I, cancel the order, we're going somewhere where we can watch, football, we can watch Clemson game. No, but it, it, my, my soul immediately, well, there was bitterness there. Well, that, that comes down to that guidance. Sometimes when we hear things we don't want to hear, it, it generates that this, this, this reaction that is bitter in our soul. And that's, that's not a good thing. We need to be receptive to the guidance. This is where you have to, uh, w- w- that one of the things that we want to promote here inside of our church is the trust with inside the leadership. Trust with me. And this is uh, something that um, I, I take dearly. Uh, um, Hebrews 13, 17, it says, you know, obey your leaders and, and because they're, gonna, they're going to um, uh, 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 give account for your souls. I take that very seriously. So th- there is my, sh- my, my Shannon. Yeah, my Shannon. Um, my <laughs> wife and I were talking about this the other day. God has revealed to me something that is beautiful in that there is no one, I don't care if you want to, y'all look around or anything, you can look anywhere. If you're part of this church, if you're coming here to worship, there is no one on the face of this earth that cares more for your soul than I do. Because that's my job. I love that. But sometimes when, when, when the guidance part comes out, it's like, I don't like to hear that. You're sitting there like, I don't like a preacher, you keep that one. Now you're meddling in my stuff. But here at the, end of the, at the end of the day, how about this, at the end of time, I would much rather you be upset with me because of the truth in which I've told you than you to stand in front of God and just say, oops. We track in there, there's, there's, some, there, there's a, a condition of our soul that we need to understand that is so vitally important that the, the, the condition keeps um, the, the, the fruit from being produced. We have to understand that it is the implanted word of God, like James says, that, that provides uh, the salvation for our souls. It's only the implanted word of God that can save our souls. It's not fancy spiritual disciplines, it's the seed that's implanted in the soil. Let's go on. Celebration, corporate discipline of celebration. We should celebrate things. This is, I'm terrible at this. I'm, I'm working. It's like, all right, let's plan for something. Let's do it. All right, no, I'm, I'm on to the next thing where everybody's like, okay, let's celebrate this. 
We, we need to. So if I get ahead and, and some of you are like, hey, we need to celebrate. Yeah, uh, okay, let, let's do that. Because that's part of conditioning the soul. Condition truly matters. All of these things, inward, outward, corporate, these are all good things. These are all exercises that, that we can do to condition our soul. But what we must understand is we must identify spiritual disciplines for what they are. Are they good things? Absolutely. Spiritual disciplines are not spiritual growth, though. Some of you are like, wait a second now. If I'm serving more, I'm getting more spiritual. If I'm praying more, I'm getting more. No, no you're, you're, you're not. Look back at the text. The condition of the soil has to be right for the seed to be planted, and it's the seed, the Word of God, that produces the growth. It's not the conditioning of the soil that produces the yield of the fruit. It's the, it's the uh, implanted, it's the, the sowing of the Word. Are the spiritual disciplines important? Yes, absolutely. But we cannot... We cannot focus on, hey, I'm serving this much. I'm praying this much. I'm meditating this much. I'm doing good. Now, understand what those are for. I'm worshiping this much. I'm, I'm giving this much. That's another one. That's part of worship, though. I'm giving this much. Those are good, but that's all to condition the soil. It's all to condition the soul. So when... The seed is sown in there. The fruit can be, the, the yield can be 30, 60, 100 fold. Don't, don't get caught up in the, 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 the thought that the fruit is what I'm doing. And I, I know, you know, I was thinking about this last night. I preached a sermon a few weeks ago, um, uh, the fruit reveals the root, Right? And we talk about the fruit in which is going on. And I think that what we need to understand is the fruit that is manifested in our lives is not by the actions in which we do. It's by the Spirit working through us through the Word of God. So the Spirit of God working through the Word of God, manifesting this fruit, this yield of 100-fold, 30-fold, 60-fold, whatever it may be. Because what we end up doing is we focus so much on the, the, the spiritual disciplines, like, I'm serving this much, and I'm doing this, so I'm really doing really good. No, you're doing really good fertilizing the soil, conditioning this soil. The fruit, the yield comes from the seed. What kind of seed are you putting in? Right? You can have the most fertile and the most conditioned, the best ground ever. And, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Marty, you're the, the expert uh, farmer here. So, but you can have the best ground ever, but if you don't put seed in it, you're not going to yield a, a, a harvest, right? You've got to put that seed in. But what happens too often is we focus so much on the conditioning that we don't sow the seed. We get so, I, I want to serve more, I want to, um, uh, I, I want to pray more, I'm going to fast more, I'm going to get by myself in silence and I'm going to submit to God. And we do all of that and we have the most fertile ground, but then we're not planting any seed, the seed of the word of God in there. 
This is why it's so vitally important that we read the Bible and not just on Sunday. Condition ourselves because it is the, the Word of God that's going to grow and is going to um, yield the, 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 the fruit. Is go- I was thinking about this as I was pacing around here because I love pacing and thinking. So as I was pacing here last night, I was thinking it, it, this this text has opened my eyes to a major dilemma that I've had in my own, my own life. So here's counseling session. So thanks for, for uh, giving me free counseling. Um, so when we talk about fruit and we talk about, we, we equate fruit with good deeds, I think to myself, because when Jesus says that they'll, hey, they'll, you'll, uh, they'll know that you're my disciples by the fruit in which you bear, okay. I think about... There are a lot of people I know that aren't believers that they bear good fruit in the sense of they do good things. And that's always plagued me. Like how can, if that's going to be a a determining factor, like an evidence of a disciple, how can these people that don't know Jesus have that same thing? And for a long time, it, it, it plagued me. But that was because my focus was on the conditioning of the soil. I was saying that I was thinking that the good fruit, that bear good fruit, were these actions of serving and, and, and sacrificing and everything for your, your fellow individual. But that's not what Jesus is saying here. He makes it very clear that the fruit comes from the Word of God. So in my mind, I had one of those oh, moments. I'm like, that makes so much more sense. Bad people can do good things, right? But those good things, that's not good fruit. That's just good. They're good things. But a believer in Jesus Christ, we take those good things and we understand those to be those spiritual disciplines. And those spiritual disciplines, they, 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 they what's the word? Cultivate the soil. They condition the soil. They ready it. So then we take and we put the seeds in. It's not up to us for the growth, nor is it up to us for the the, the fruit, the the yield. It's up to us to condition the soil and to sow the seed. Let God do his work. And this is what I love about this text, among other things, how Jesus ends this this parable. In verse 15, and it says... um, as for that, in the good soil, there are those who are hearing hear the word, or in hearing the word, hold it fast and honest and good heart. So their soil is conditioned. But this is the, the, the beautiful hard part. And bear fruit with. The P word, right? With patience. What do we want to do? We want to go to Lowe's. We want to get our bag of potting soil, right? We want to get our miracle grow. And we're going to put all this in and we're like, boom, grow. That's not how God works. It takes time. It takes patience. Something that we don't know much of. I don't know. I'm working at it. I'm a work in progress. But what we have to understand is when we condition our responsibility of conditioning the soil, it's just one part of this. It is up to us 
to identify where we're at. Where's the condition of your soul? What are you putting in to your soil? Billion times you've heard me say this, garbage in, garbage out, right? What kind of crap are you putting in and saying, well, this isn't affecting my soil. This isn't affecting my soul. I can live with this sin, that sin, this activity, this show, this movie, this music, whatever, and it doesn't affect anything. Okay, those same individuals, I'm there as well in some areas. Those same individuals are the ones that come up to me and say, I can't understand why God's not doing anything in my life. Well, how's your soul? Is there good ground in which a a, a good yield can be um, produced? We can see all day long what the Bible says. But what are we doing about it? I, I, I love the, the and, and I guess I don't think love's a good word, but it, it, it's interesting to me how we can know what it is that we need to do. And we can even identify where we're at, but we're so scared. We're so scared to go from the rocky ground to the thorny ground. Well, that's going to be difficult or the thorny ground to the good ground. We get so scared of of what lies ahead of these obstacles, and we forget about what Jesus promises. A yield of a hundred. When Jesus said this in his day, it was normal that that a yield of eight to ten would be something that that was normative for uh, that time period and, and where they were at in Palestine. So when he said a hundredfold, they're like, what? I want that. But how many times do we know what it is that we need to do, but we don't do it? I want to stay, I want my, 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 my soil to just, it's, it's, you know, I know that it's, it's the path, and I know that the word just comes in and it just doesn't penetrate, but, you know, I know how to deal with that. How many of you have spent, don't, don't raise your hands, but just, just think about this. How many of you have spent time where you're actually reading the Bible and it's just like nothing's penetrating? Nothing's coming in. Like you're reading and 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 you're, and you're getting frustrated like, God, why don't I understand this? I've like read through this 18 times and I just don't understand this. Maybe that's only me that that happens to. But I, how many of you, while you're doing this, you stop and you... And you, and you, you Examine the condition of your soil. Maybe your ground is so hard that the seed can't penetrate. Maybe what is happening is that's a good identifying characteristic to say, condition your soil. A lot of times we, we enter into this and we grab the Bible and we say, okay, I'm reading. Doop, 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 doop. I read it for today. I'm going, what, what good does that do? If, our, if we're just throwing seed out on the road. Now, I'm not saying everybody's got to get into, oh, and then enter in. I'm not saying that. What I am saying, though, is you need, to, you need to identify where you're at and can make sure that the condition of your soil is not prohibiting the fruit in which God wants to bear in your life. Everybody has a purpose. We've, we've talked about that. 
The fruitfulness, and I think that this is like, if we're going to take a, a certainty away from this, um, th- this text today, like if Jesus were to put this all into one sentence, this is what he would say. The fruitfulness of the seed is dependent upon the condition of the soil. If you didn't hear anything else I said today, just, just, just meditate upon that. The fruitfulness of the seed is dependent upon the condition of the soil. When you are bitter towards your wife, or you're bitter towards your husband, or kids, you're bitter towards your parents, and you're just, you got this hate, or you got this tension going on, that's conditioning your soil in a negative way. I'm not saying that we all lay down and let people walk all over us, but what I am saying, though, is don't be so ignorant of the fact that these obstacles are not prohibiting God working in your life. Identify them. If you need help, ask for help. I know, especially dudes, it's hard for us to ask for help, right? But some things that you... Some things are not meant for you to overcome on your own. That's why God brings us together. I'm going to end with this because I've already went over. The fruit of God's word. So we're, I've been talking about this fruit and bearing fruit and this, this uh, hundredfold, this, all of this, the, the, the fruit of God's word. It's found many places, but we can find it in uh, Hebrews 12. So if you want to turn to Hebrews 12, we're also going to be real quickly in, in 2 Timothy 3. But if we get there. So if you're taking notes, write down Hebrews 12, or I'm sorry, Hebrews 4, 12, 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17, and James 1, 21. If we get through them all, fantastic. If we don't, whatever. I don't think we're going to get past this first one. For the word of God, logos theos, remember that. Keep saying that, the word of God, the word of God, logos theos. So you learned a little bit of Greek today. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. One of the things that I want is I want my thoughts and I want my, my intentions to be pure to God. When, when David cries out, create me a, a clean heart, O oh Lord, renew a right spirit within me. That is done by the word of God. That's not done by serving here or giving here or doing this or doing that. It's done by the word of God. Why? Because that's what God says. All of those other things are conditioning, conditioning, conditioning to what? Receive the word of God. So if I want the thoughts and the intentions of my heart, if I want to to live in that, if I want all of these thoughts, all of these intentions to be focused on God, focused on Christ, focused on kingdom work, focused on our creator, what my role is, I got to condition my heart. I got to put the condition i got to put the seed in and then i'm going to trust god to do what it is that he does don't sit here and think that you can come and hear me speak for 40 minutes or 45 minutes and you got your jesus fix for the week and you have nothing else to do no you got a lot of work you got to continually condition that soul 
Because if you're not continually conditioning that soul and then you're not putting in the Word of God, you're sitting here listening to a madman. That's all you're doing. But we have to be continually... Why is that? Because God is real. Eternity is a long time. This is not something we should take lightly. This is something that, at, at the end of the day, if we're going to talk about making disciples, who in your life are you helping condition their soil? Who, who, who is it? Because by helping someone condition their soil, you're conditioning yours too. And as you're conditioning, how, who are you helping plant seeds? The thoughts and the intentions, they're, they're, they're discerned by the Word of God. I'm going to end with that because I could probably go on for another hour about the, 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 the importance of this, but I think you got it. So today, ask yourself this. How's my soul? In light of what we talked about today, just, just and be honest with yourself. How is my soul? Are you seeing the fruit of God's word in your life? If you're not, don't point to the Bible and say, well, that must be wrong. Look to yourself and say, okay, my soil must not be conditioned the way in which it should. I can see a little bit here, but man, I'm not seeing a hundredfold. We all have responsibility. We're not in this alone. Remember, it is the Spirit of God working in you and me. And he has promised to bring to completion what it is that he started. The work in, he started in you, from when you said, I'm on team Jesus, he's working, he's working, he's working. But as he's working, you have responsibility. I have responsibility. What are you conditioning? What are you selling? Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, uh, Lord... My prayer is that, that, that the condition of the soil is optimal to, to uh, receive your word and to produce fruit a hundredfold. God, it's not. It, it, it's so not easy. It's not easy to, to, to stand there and... and um, get away from the, the thorns and the thistles that are in our lives and go to the good soil because sometimes that good, that good soil is not where everybody else is at. But God, you've promised that if we condition our soil, our soul, that you will bring the yield. God, just let us trust in that. Uh, Father, we, we, we thank you. Holy Spirit, we continue to welcome you. Uh, Jesus, we, we just, we're at your feet. We praise in your name, Jesus. Amen. Let's stand and sing.